0: Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now let's jump right into the message.
1: Welcome to Week Three. Of our hope in the dark series in week one we talked about finding purpose in our pain that god actually wants to take these seasons of darkness of challenge of struggle and he actually wants to produce something incredible out of it in week two we talked about finding why we live the truth is that we have to have something that motivates us to come out of these challenging seasons there has to be a why we live, a why we wake up in the morning, a purpose that drives us to not live in that pain, but actually hold on to our purpose. This week, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, but I believe it's, it's a step that helps us get unstuck from these challenging seasons. And while I, I am so frustrated by our society and how they have embraced this cancel culture, today, I'm actually going to be challenging you to cancel something. I want to encourage you to cancel comparison. To cancel comparison. That's what today's message is all about. Before we jump into that, have you ever been a part of like a really awkward conversation? Maybe you're sitting at dinner with a bunch of friends and And that one husband just stumbles over his words and he says something out loud and his wife gives him the stink eye and you're just like oh man that car ride home is gonna be awful right we've all been in that situation maybe it played out like this Chris is sitting at the dinner table and he's talking about this incredible thing that his wife did for him and Danny just brilliantly chimes in is like "Man." man, Lauren's never done anything like that for me. Or maybe Lauren chimes in and, and she says, man, if, if Danny ever did anything like that, I would literally throw him a party. Like, we definitely don't have a marriage like that. And everybody at the table is like, oh, right? The, the tension just rises. It fills the air and, and everyone's like, no, no, don't say that, right? Because... The reality is for you and I, we compare our lives, we compare our finances, we compare our jobs, we compare our Instagram pages, we compare our vacations, we compare our houses, we compare it to each other, but we usually don't say it out loud. And so those awkward moments where someone does, everyone's like, oh no, that's that's not good. But our, our culture seems to thrive on comparison. At least that's what the commercial tells us. You see, comparison likes to advertise itself as just motivation and inspiration, that, that when we're comparing ourselves to each other, that it's just pushing us to be better, pushing us to work harder, to be smarter, to, to work out a little bit harder, right? Like, it's just, it's just motivation. But the truth that I've discovered is this. The fastest way to kill something special is to compare it to something else. Don't miss that. That's that's our overarching theme for today when we're talking about our purpose, about our lives. That the fastest way to kill something special is to compare it to something else. Because you see, when you have something really special in your life, something that's really unique to you, when you start to compare it to somebody else's, when you start to compare it to... To their life and how they get to live and what they get to do when you start to compare something special to someone else's relationship and how they interact with each other or or the vacations that they take together the way that they communicate with each other and you start to compare it what it actually does is it starts to destroy and reduce the value that that special thing has to you the issue is that you and I, we don't just do this with our lives and our Instagrams and our vacations. Unfortunately, you and I, we compare our purpose to other people's. We start to think, well, man, God, I feel like you missed the mark here. Like you, you gave them this incredible purpose in their life, this incredible calling, this incredible job, this incredible opportunity. And I feel like, God, that, that when you're like doling out those gift bags full of really cool purposes, I think you forgot to give me one of those. Like you gave that person two bags and one of those was really supposed to be mine, right? We, we, we start to feel like, well, my life doesn't look like their life my my drive my my purpose in life my job the things that i do on an everyday basis it it doesn't really look like theirs but the truth is the reason why you can't do what they do is because you weren't called to their purpose and you and i we get stuck in our seasons of darkness and struggle We get stuck there because what the enemy of our purpose wants us to do is he wants us to compare our purpose to someone else's and we start to think well my purpose isn't as good as theirs it doesn't look as exciting as enticing and and we start to let what is supposed to be special to us the value of it starts to diminish because we're comparing it to someone else's believe it or not we actually see this happen in the Bible. We actually see it happen with some of Jesus' disciples, that they they allowed comparison to start driving them to this competition. Like Jesus' disciples, the dudes that got to spend every day with Jesus during his ministry and his life, even they struggled with this. And for some of you, some of you who are, you're, you're new to Jesus, you're trying to figure out what you want to do, you struggle with that idea that, Wait, what do you mean the disciples of Jesus, the people that were with Jesus, they were flawed. They had issues. They they struggled with this comparison. I thought that as Christians you didn't have those issues. And let me just help you out real quick. If you've ever dealt with a Christian that you feel like is hypocritical, you're probably right. Because the truth is about us as Jesus followers that we are flawed imperfect people trying to follow a perfect leader. And we're we're never going to get it all right, right? Like if you're looking at me, even as a pastor, to have it all together and have the perfect words and the perfect way of handling situations, I'm going to fail you every time because I am not perfect. And so we see this incredible example in, in the disciples, the people who had this face-to-face relationship with Jesus, even they struggled with it. Because the truth is, there was only one perfect leader. He's in heaven right now, and his name is Jesus. So all the rest of us, we're just trying to pursue him. We're just trying to be the very best that we can be as we try to follow this perfect leader. We see in the, in the book of John, in the, the Gospels, it's, it's the beginning of the New Testament. We see in John. This, this moment where Peter and John, the one who wrote the book, they, they get into this like healthy comparison with each other. And We actually see them deciding on one of the most incredible days, one of the most monumental days. They decided that today is a good day to race each other and see who is faster. Let's check this out in John chapter 20, starting in verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. This is, this is like the moment where Jesus has come back from the dead. He was, he was crucified on the cross, and three days later, he came back to life. And this is that incredible moment. Verse 2, she ran and she found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. His name was John. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. And Peter and John started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Now, is that necessary, John? Really? Like, you had to write that in there? We were running towards it, and the one whom Jesus loved outran Peter just so you know. Verse five, he stooped and he looked in and he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Verse six, then Simon Peter arrived and he went inside and he also noticed the linen wrappings lying there. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first, just so everyone knows, the disciple who reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. And I can see John as he's writing this, as he's pinning it to paper, just remember, the one who outran Peter, period. It's like being with middle schoolers who are always wanting to race to see who's faster. It's like, I just raced you yesterday and I beat you. Why do we need to race again? The rivalry actually continues. Jesus, he's, he's raised from the dead. This incredible, monumental, seriously, the greatest moment in the history of humanity. Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, he comes back to life three days later, and he actually spends a few days walking around with these guys, with his disciples, encouraging them before he ascended back up into heaven. So here we are in this incredible moment where Jesus died. He's back alive, and look what these cats are doing. John 21, starting at verse 20. Peter turned around, and he saw behind him the disciple that Jesus loved. This is John again. And Peter asked Jesus, well, what about him? What, what about him, Lord? I love Jesus' reply. Verse 22, Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until our return, what is that to you? As for you, Peter, follow me. I love that response. What is that to you, Peter? What is it to you what happens to John? What if I want him to live for a thousand years? What does that have to do with you? And I can hear Jesus saying that to us today. What is it to you that they have that purpose? What is it to you that they have that opportunity? What is it to you that they have that talent? Did, did somewhere along the way did I forget to give you your own talents? Did I forget to give you your own life? Did, did I forget to give you a purpose? Did, did I totally miss that when I helped create you in your mother's womb? Like, do, do you have nothing? Have I abandoned you completely? What is it to you that they have that? Don't you have your own purpose? Danny, don't you have your own gifts? Don't you have your own purpose? As for you, what you should do, Peter, Danny, everyone hearing this, what Jesus would say to us, as for you, follow me. In other words, stop stressing about somebody else's life. How about you, do everything that you can do to follow me. We want our purpose to look different. We want our purpose to look easier. We want our purpose and our preparation for our purpose to be painless. We want everything that happens to us to just be a little bit easier and and maybe look like that person's life. You know, honestly, in this season, with the loss of my dad, it's it's so difficult for me to be able to wrap my mind around that somehow this pain is preparation for me to be better equipped to step into my purpose. Like it, It's hard to wake up in the morning and trust that. It's hard to be able to wrap my head around the fact that, that losing my dad somehow is going to help me be able to, to step into my purpose with a little more confidence, with a little more strength. And I wish my preparation looked a little bit different. But what I could do is is sit there in, in comparison and get stuck there. Or I can look at God and tell him, God, I wanna live in your purpose more than I wanna live in my pain. I can make the decision in my life that God I want to hold on to your plan. I want to hold on to your purpose more than I want to hold on to this pain that I feel like is actually hindering me from my purpose. And God's going, no, 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 no. That's that's not the case. There's purpose in your pain. There's there's a why and why you live. Don't get caught up in this comparison trap. Don't get caught in it because it's going to hold you back from what I actually want to do in your life. So how do we cancel comparison? How do we do that? How do we go about that in our life? The first thing that we have to do is that we have to recognize that you are specifically created by God to fulfill your unique purpose. You were specifically created by God for your unique purpose. It's not someone else's, it's yours. You were handcrafted I heard a pastor say it this way. Your birth is evidence that your purpose is necessary. That I mean, that'll preach, right? Like your birth is proof that your purpose is necessary. If there's breath in your lungs right now, then you have a purpose that actually proves that you're here for a reason. That there's something that your life is going to do, whether it's in in that circle of influence that you have, whether it's the person you interact with randomly one day and and you just you're that right person for them that helps connect them to Jesus. As long as you are alive, your purpose and your birth, the breath in your lungs is evident that you are here for a reason. My family loves the words of Psalm 139. As we've navigated health situations, we have prayed these words over our life time and time again. And I would encourage you with these words as, as you think about your purpose and, and think about how God thinks about you. Listen to the words of the psalmist, starting in verse 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. You see, when we compare ourselves to others, we, we break the heart of God because he knows how intricately he has designed us and created us, how specific our purpose is. He knows how our interactions with those certain people and, and how our lives impact those around us. And he knows, th- he knows the purpose that he's created us with. And so when you and I look at other people and we go, well, I can't do it like them it breaks his heart because he's like, but don't you know how special you are? And I've seen some small examples of this as a father myself. Our oldest daughter, Brooklyn, she she's very observant and so she she'll want to do something or she'll want to do ballet or something like that and maybe she'll see something on TV and she can't do it or she'll see a friend who can do the dance move and she can't do it. And and I watch as her heart sinks and she almost wants to give up because she's like, well, I can't do it like them. Well, I can't do it. I, I tried and, and I'm not good enough for that. And it breaks my heart as a father because I'm going, but don't you know how special you are? Don't you know how unique you are? Don't you know how how just beautiful your heart is and the way that you care for people and how you, you help people? And no, you may never be this famous ballerina but don't you know how special you are to your to your mother and I don't you know how special you are to God and how unique and how beautiful and how incredible you are and and so my heart breaks for her when she starts to feel defeated because she can't do something or she compares herself to someone else and if my heart does that as a flawed dad how much more does God's heart break for us when we choose To compare ourselves to someone else when he knows from the time we were in our mother's wombs how special and unique he made us the second thing is this you have to recognize that you can't fulfill god's purpose in your life if you're comparing yourself to other people we can't do it it holds us back it hinders us it trips us up and it causes us to miss what God is doing in our lives. I love the famous words of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. It says this, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily tripped us up. And look at, look at this, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. The race set before who? The race set before your sister? The race set before your friend who has all that money? The race set before... That co-worker of yours that seems to have everything going their way. The race set before that girl you follow on Instagram that has a million followers and she's got three successful businesses now. The race set before who? The race set before you. Run with endurance. The race set before you. The race set before you. Have you ever paid attention to the Ten Commandments like, way back in the beginning of the Bible, like bring you back to Sunday school days. Have you ever paid attention to those Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments were these ten rules that God gave to Moses as he was coming down to bring to the Israelites. And these are important to the Israelites because they had been in slavery for 400 years. And so he's bringing them out of slavery. They have no clue how to be a people. They have no clue how to be a, their own nation. And God goes, here's 10 rules to kind of help you thrive and, and just some basic foundational rules for life. And have you ever thought about it though? Think about what what's actually in those Ten Commandments mixed in with, hey, um, don't kill anyone. Uh, another one would be a good one. Let's uh, Don't steal other people's stuff. Uh, don't worship golden cows. That would be a good one. How about you just worship me like the God who rescued you out of slavery and is like parted the Red Sea and just done all those crazy things. How about you just worship me, the one true God, and, and not like... Worship some golden rabbit somewhere in the corner. Mixed in all of those rules that we're all like, yeah, that makes sense. Do you know what's in there? Thou shalt not covet. In other words, thou shalt not compare yourself to everyone else. Thou shalt not look at your life and go, well, God, my life doesn't look like that. Like we're going King James on these. Don't do it. Don't compare your life to other people's. Don't covet your neighbor's possessions. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Don't covet your neighbor's life. Don't covet what they have, what they do. Why? Why is that in the basic 10 rules of how to thrive as people? Why is that next to don't lie, don't steal, don't kill? Why is it there? It's there because God understands that when we compare our lives to other people, when we compare our purpose to other people, it robs us of our purpose. It's that, it's that belief that weighs us down. It's the sin that so easily traps us. It's the thing that as we're pursuing and running our race, it's what we trip on. We trip on on our purpose because we're running this race and we're looking the other way and we trip on the things that are ahead of us because we're not focusing on what God has actually given us. And the challenge for you and I is that we cancel comparison. We stop living this life where we compare our purpose to someone else's because the reality is when we do that, we can't run with endurance because we're just falling on our face time and time again. If you're hoping to be able to find hope in the dark, you're never gonna find it living in comparison. You're never gonna find the strength, the motivation, the inspiration to get better in life by going, well, I need to be more like them. No, we need to be more like Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. The one that we set our eyes on him We run the race that was set before us with endurance, with focus, with passion. We hold on to him as we're trying to get out of these challenging, these dark seasons. You have to ask yourself, who wins in comparison? Who wins? Do do you win when you compare yourself to other people? Does God win? Does your family win? Does your husband win? When you compare, does your wife win when you compare? Does does that person that you're dating, do do they win when you're comparing? Of course not. None of us win when we compare, but somehow we believe the lie that our culture has told us that comparison is just simply motivation. It's simply inspiration. It's it's just totally going to be okay. It's just helping you push to be better. And God's going, no, 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 no. Cancel comparison. And lean in to the unique and the specific purpose that I have created you with. Hold on to who I have created you to be and cancel comparison. Let's pray together, church. Heavenly Father, I know there's so many times in in our lives that we just, man, we just get caught up in comparing our lives, comparing what, what we wished things would be, comparing ourselves to where we think we're going to be, comparing ourselves to people in our lives, our situations. And God, I pray right now for every single person that's hearing this. God, I pray for every person that's in a dark and a challenging season of their life. I pray for every person who's desperately looking for hope in the dark. God, I pray that you give them the strength to in this moment say, God, I want to live in your purpose more than I want to live in my pain. God, I want to hold on and keep my eyes focused on the purpose and the race that you've set before me. And God, keep my eyes away from comparing myself to anything else. God, let us strip off the weight that slow us down. Let us avoid the sin that so easily traps us and trips us up on the way to our purpose. God, help us live this life where we cancel comparison and we lean into who you've created us to be. This intricate, beautiful, wonderfully made person that has a purpose that you are so proud of and a purpose that you are so excited for us to discover and to step into. God, help us cancel comparison today and step into who you have called us to be. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.